This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, November 7th. Okay, well, it has been a busy last couple weeks for me and Corey at the station uh, running around. It's been a fun two weeks covering all of these uh, high school volleyball and football games and getting to talk about things along the way like tennis and and cross country and there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on so why don't we give you a little bit of a recap from when we last talked I know Corey mentioned a little bit of Thursday's volleyball action uh, Friday morning so we're just going to uh, uh, recap from Friday onward Uh, Corey not here today so we're flying solo on this one but in football, it was Wheaton Herman Norcross with a 40 to 12 victory over Verndale. And uh, Verndale, talking with Coach Malin before that game, uh, said had a couple injuries uh, in the running back department, had their starting center out of the game, uh, just uh, kind of behind the eight ball against a really, really good team in Wheaton Herman Norcross. Verndale started out really well, though. Sean Schmitz getting an interception, and then eventually Verndale was able to drive down the field and uh, and get a touchdown, get up six to nothing. And you're like, okay, you know, like. Uh, Verndale's obviously the underdog in this game, but like they, you know, can they fight? Can they, you know, can they pull off a big upset? And uh, Wheaton Herman Norcross went down the field in three plays, and it's nothing against Verndale. It's just Wheaton Herman Norcross is a very, very good football team. They had their players were quick; they could get down the field. Uh, uh, they're just a good football team, and you know, when you get to the playoffs, sometimes you just run into one of those teams, and uh, Wheaton Herman Norcross ended up winning. Uh, but Verndale had a lot of fight. They stayed in the game. They kind of kept it close. It was 6-6 at the end of the first quarter. Uh, so it was one of those where they hung on. They made it as much of a game as they could. Wheaton Herman Norcross uh, get some points on late uh, to get that one. But uh, hats off to the Verndale Pirates getting to the section final game, uh, one game away from state. And uh, best of luck next year because uh, it's Verndale. There's a good chance they'll be right back in that spot a year from now. Uh, anyway, uh, in the Section 6A final game later that night from the Fargo Dome, it was Breckenridge and Otter Tail Central, and it was the Cowboys getting a 34-6 to win over the Bulldogs. And again, one of those situations where Otter Tail Central have been a good team. They historically get to the Fargo Dome. And uh, Breckenridge, another good team that they ran into. And Breckenridge has ended the Bulldogs season the last two years. Uh, it's one of those you just run into a good football team. Uh, OTC had some nice plays, had some big plays. I thought their defense, I know they gave up 34 points. I thought their defense played well for a lot of the game. Couldn't quite hang on late. Uh, they had to, They had a couple turnovers, had a couple injuries as well. OTC did throughout the game on some key players for their team. So, uh, you know, it's one of those where it's a section final game and it's a dogfight and uh, no pun intended with the Bulldogs. Uh, but another clo- uh, another game that the final score doesn't look close, but, uh, you know, still a, a good matchup, a, a good game uh, from both teams. And both Verndale and OTC were able to make some plays, have some good, uh, kind of make it a game a little bit in their own right, even though the final scores uh, didn't quite uh, didn't quite project that. All right, and then it was section volleyball. Corey had the call on Saturday for 6A championships between Henning and Belgrade, Bruton, El Rosa. This one coming in, you had the feeling it was going to be a good game. Henning got to the, the section final. They got past Breckenridge, who beat them last season, and then they get to be a game away from the state tournament. Henning came out right away, won the first set, got on the board. Then they lost the next two sets, including set number three, which is one that ended, I believe, 30 
22 to 30 or 28 to 30 or, or, or something along those lines where it was just a high scoring affair back and forth. Uh, it was in the gym for the game. It was uh, just as a spectator and it was just, it was fun to watch. It was a good volleyball game between both teams and, and Belgrade Brutonel Rosa came out and won set number four. And in doing that, uh, or set number three, excuse me, and in doing that, uh, I was like, you know, I remember calling Henning's game last season against Breckenridge in the subsection game, and it was one where they had it, it was set number three, just like it for a team to go ahead, uh, I believe. It was a very similar situation, uh, maybe not the exact same, but a pretty darn close of Henning had a, like a 32 to 30 loss in the set, just like they did against Belgrade Bruton El Rosa on Saturday. And I just remember, like it was it was a those are very emotional sets it's a playoff game two good teams your season on the line like that's a very big it's very emotional it's very whatever there's a lot of stuff going into that and losing that can be very deflating for a team and I thought last year's heading team mentally did a good job coming back in and playing but they're also just tired like you could just feel it like that was a long set it was a hard-fought set and you just lose a little bit on it playing extra uh, in the uh, in the extra points, so uh, they just couldn't quite recover in that in 2021. And then this year's team did a nice job. They all came back into the huddle uh, in between sets, and they came out strong. They won that fourth set handily to send it to five sets. And it's something that uh, Coach Fink has told me throughout their playoff run this season is that the mental. Uh, toughness of these girls is really good. They're very laid back, very like roll with the punches, roll with the flow. You know, uh, Coach Fink has said <laughs> even to her liking, maybe sometimes too laid back, but it was a real big attribute for them to come back and force a fifth set. Now they end up falling in that fifth set. Uh, believe the final score worked out to be 15 to 11. Uh, but it, I mean, those fifth sets are sprints, and Belgrade Bruton El Rosa was just able to uh, get that last little burst at the end that they needed to come out on top. But I think it said a lot about Henning. I think this is a team that, uh, you know, if they would have gotten into the state tournament, I don't know how much noise they could have made, but they would have been a team that would have held their own. It would have uh, definitely been a, a worthy uh, representer of Section 6A. Unfortunately, went to the Belgrade Bruton El Rosa Jaguars. They're going to be playing down at the XL Energy Center at the end of this week in the state tournament, but hats off to the Henning Hornets as well uh, on a nice season. That was a very close game. It was a very fun game to watch, just as uh, somebody who really didn't have a dog in the fight. It was just fun to watch some good volleyball. Uh, so, there you go. That was uh, our wrap-up for that. But then also, uh, mention the cross-country uh, finalists, and I uh, mentioned that earlier, but I'm going to mention it one more time. Uh, in cross-country, that state meet was held at St. Olaf on Saturday, and uh, it was a rainy day, a little bit of a cold day. I was, was down to watch there. My brother was running for Bertha Hewitt, so went down to go, uh, uh, you know, cheer them on, uh, but also cheer the local teams on. I mean, you want all the local teams to do well anyways, but, uh, you know, uh, Bertha Hewitt's first ever trip to the uh, state cross-country meet in boys and uh, yeah, they finished seventh overall in the boys category. Uh, and then Staples Motley finished ahead of them in sixth place. Park Rapids area was fourth. Purim was third uh, in the boys cross country state meet. And then winning overall was Brandon Campson of Sox Center. He won uh, the section that uh, the local section that we're in, uh, which one it is, is uh, not off the top of my head here, but they came away Uh uh, Brandon Capson did with the uh, individual winner. Uh, some other individuals uh, as well uh, from across the region. Uh, I know that uh, Brady Rock from Bertha Hewitt finished in eighth place as well. So there was a lot of uh, 
a lot of local runners across the region. I'm trying to find a, trying to see if this will pull up the exact uh, thing I'm looking for here to give the standings. But uh, again, in the girls' side of things, while I'm looking at that, Perham won first place overall in Class A girls. Staples Motley was third. Wadena Deer Creek came in ninth. And according to Coach Brunsberg uh, about the Wolverines, uh, the girls. This was the best WDC girls team finish since the 1999 Wolverines took eighth place. So congratulations to the Wadena Deer Creek girls cross country team on a great season as well. Finishing in first place, though, in the girls individual race was Jade Ripkema of Nevis taking home that uh, first place honor. And let's uh, see if we have everything lined up in Class A. So for boys, uh, it was... Uh, Brady Rock coming in eighth place from Bertha Hewitt, and Bjorn Anderson was third from Purim as well, and then Brandon Campson winning from Sox Center. So there was the top ten in the boys' race, and in the girls' cross-country, uh, uh, in the individuals, in the top eight, Audrey Brownell of Staples Motley was seventh as well. So congratulations again to all the local runners and to all the uh, the locals teams. Our fall sports season has come to a close across the region. Uh, so we just like to thank everyone for making for being a part of that. For you, the listener, uh, tuning in and uh, doing all the and uh, listening to all these games, uh, and for the all the ads, the gyms, the coaches, the, the the fans for making it awesome to go to, and of course our sponsors as well. Uh, for making sure we can go to all those games and uh, and bring you the coverage uh, that we really love to provide you uh, at KWAD and all around at Hubbard Radio, Wadena. So, all right, I, I've uh, I, I've pushed this off a little bit enough. I think it's time that we look at uh, you know a, a big day. Uh, for the Minnesota Vikings because it was the Kirk Cousins revenge game going back to the Washington football stadium for the first time since he was a member of the then Redskins back in 2017. Of course, he's been with the Vikings the last five years, but this is his first time going back to Washington, and he was able to lead a game-winning drive. Vikings win 20-17, to and of course, Washington was where Kirk Cousins had the, uh, uh, the famous... Uh, you like that? You like that? Yeah, that was that was back in 2015, I believe. So uh, this was Kirk Cousins after the game yesterday. You like that? Three, one, two, three. You like that? Yeah, to say Kirk Cousins wanted to win this game and was a little motivated to do so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Also, by the way, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell was Kirk Cousins' quarterback coach the last season. He was in Washington, so a little bit of a revenge game for both of those guys as well. But this is the eighth week in a row where I have left, the eighth Vikings game in a row, I should say, where I have walked away from the game and I'm like, I can't tell if this team is good or not. They're 7-1. and one. And if you are 7-1, and one, every team that has started 7-1, and one, including the 2009 Vikings, has at least ended up in the conference championship game. A win away from the Super Bowl. And I think half of the teams that start 7-1 and one make the Super Bowl. So I, I, how good is this Vikings team? Are they the 2009 Vikings? Are they on that level of good? Or are they the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers who started out like 9-1 and one, but crumbled at the end and lost their final and lost their first playoff game? I don't know how good this team are. I don't I don't even think they know how good they are. All I know is the Vikings are feeling themselves. They're 7 and 1. 
I'm not going to complain. I told this to Corey last week on on a, on the morning sports desk. I said, you know, I don't know how good this team is, but they're winning football games. And last season, after so many times, things didn't break their way. Things didn't go right. The Vikings have been able to overcome that this season. Now they've been lucky, too, let's be honest here. Harrison Smith had a ball thrown right to him to set up the game-winning uh, touchdown drive. Uh, so, Or the game-winning field goal, I should say. So like, let's not pretend that you know, uh, the Vikings are the best team in the NFL. That's to the Eagles. But they have a chance against Buffalo this coming Sunday to prove that uh, that they can do stuff. Because if you look at this game, uh, there were some fluky plays that went against the Vikings as well, and they were still able to overcome, including the official straight up taking out Cam Bynum, the Vikings safety, who was going to intercept the ball that was like 5 to 10 yards underthrown by Taylor Heineke, and he just bulldozed the guy out of the way. So, uh, you know, they overcame that. They overcame that. It would have... Uh, you know, would have loved to uh, maybe see the ref not do that. You'd look like a deer in the headlights, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. The Vikings are 7-1, and one, and uh, all I got to say is skull to the bowl, baby. Skull to the bowl. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, November 7th. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets. 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower. Longer. Lecvio.